Hello, welcome back everyone to Time of Death. As welcome to our podcast. Mm. It's the start of spooky season. <laughs> no, Freddy. Spooky season started last freaking episode. <laughs> so we are your hosts. My name is Riss. And I'm Dee. And we're two nurses with a medical and psychiatric background. And we like to talk about true crime cases and delve deeply into them giving our input from our nursing perspective. Yes. So this is episode four. (laughs) Today I'm talking about a case that's been very heavy in the media recently. Oh, shit. And we mentioned it last episode. (laughs) Now, when Riz does the journalism investigation part, she knows every single thing about these people. (laughs) I'm usually winging it riz knows their freaking (laughs) social security number (laughs) blood type anything you want to know childhood anything that you can basically use to identify them like those security questions (laughs) riz knows well i don't know about this one but we're gonna take it from the top so lucy let let be I'm pretty sure a lot of you have heard of her recently. She is a serial killer neonatal nurse. She was responsible for the deaths of seven infants and the attempted killings of six more infants over a one-year period lasting from June 2015 until June 2016. That is absolutely insane. (laughs) Yeah, it's horrible. Absolutely horrible. So she worked in a NICU, neonatal intensive care unit, at Countess of Chester Hospital in Great Britain. And there were a spike in unexpected deaths of infants who were seemingly healthy. Some cases they were, you know, just on the verge of going home, which is just terribly sad. And Lucy was always on duty at the time of these incidents. So... It's interesting because, like, tying back to our previous weeks, like, our friend, the ogress, Mm -hmm. Amelia, she was also from the UK. Yeah, we've been doing a lot of UK cases lately. Like, what is up, UK? (laughs) Why? Like, what's going on here? I don't know, but something's fishy. No hate to Great Britain. (laughs) <laughs> Something is rotten in the state of Great Britain. <laughs> <laughs> so she was charged November 2020 with eight counts of murder and 10 counts of attempted murder. She injected these poor little babies with air, insulin, had episodes of overfeeding these poor babies, and also physical assault in some cases. Wow. Mm-hmm. She also stole over 250 documents as mementos for her murders and also falsified patient records to help downplay her role in them. And what was crazy to me is that a lot of the times parents of these babies and staff members walked in on her during these incidents or shortly after they occurred. It's just terrible. That's tragic. Mm -hmm. And... Only, like, maybe over a little over a week ago, August 21st, 2023, she was sentenced to life in prison. And something huge is that she did not attend her sentencing hearing. And so she 
wasn't given that time in front of the baby's families that she killed. And that was just a huge, you know, that called for some changes. And now there is a law in place that these killers are compelled by law to appear in court before patients' families. Isn't that like one of the rights here in the United States, the right to face your accuser? I don't know. Maybe it's different in the UK, but oh, well, I'm not sure. They would be the accusers, so maybe I don't know how that would work. Yeah, I don't. I don't know what it's like in the US either. But just it just I get I, I guess some reform did happen from this really unfortunate, terrible case. So, <laughs> did you want to make a statement? Yeah, we we had to edit the last part out, but <laughs> I'm. Panicking that everyone's gonna think all of our faithful listeners are our mom. <laughs> five of them. <laughs> and shout out to Luminari. Mm-hmm. Yet again. Uh, it's a country, not a state. We know. Was a, <laughs> we know this. Make this very clear. <laughs> so, Lucy was born January 4th, 1990. So, what does that make her? Aquarius? No, she's a Capricorn. She's a Capricorn. So she was born to a finance manager and an account clerk in Hereford, England. Mm-hmm. And she always wanted to be a nurse. She had a difficult birth coming into the world. And a friend said that she had always been so grateful to the nurses who helped save her life. So she attended University of Chester for a degree in nursing. She was a student nurse at Liverpool Women's Hospital and Countess of Chester Hospital, which is where she performed the murders. She graduated in 2011. A friend from the college described her as quite awkward and geeky. Mm -hmm. Um, So she began working as an RN at Countess of Chester Hospital in 2012 in the neonatal unit. So she wasn't in the ICU. She was just taking care of the babies that were stable. Mm-hmm. And she was passionate, apparently, about her role. And she also, quote unquote, enjoyed seeing the babies progress and being there for families. Do you think that she went into in, into working with neonates because of her experience of like her thing, being thankful of the nurse that helped her with her traumatic birth? I don't know. I think probably. I think that's what a great thing that inspired her to become a nurse. That's what, I, from what I read, she was she was inspired by these nurses, I think. I think those are the ones you have to really watch out for. The nurses whose identity is, like, just nursing. So she was part, actually, of a program while she was working on this neonatal unit to help raise funds for a new neonatal unit at this hospital. And the parents of these neonatal babies said that Lucy shared with them about her life and told them how she was single and she was very happy being single. In 2015, she began working in the neonatal ICU. And this was the same year that the killings began. She said that non-ICU work was quote unquote boring. Hmm. Mm-hmm. So she a didn't want to stay there. Junkie. I guess so. So this is just a flash forward. I'm going to go more in detail to the actual killings. But in April 2016, she moved from nights to days by her manager. And these incidents moved along with her. 
So they were Red kind flag. of able to see, okay, it's not just a, she was a night shift nurse and they were able to see, okay, it's not just a night shift thing. It's, it's a Lucy thing. Well, I, as a night shift nurse, things always seem to go sideways. As a former night shift nurse, things always seem to go sideways on night shift. But, you know, in addition to that, it's because of staffing and you have less resources at night. So, but the thing is, when she started working days, they just carried weather. You know what I mean? It was smart on their part. They probably had suspicions even then. And they wanted to keep a closer eye because management's on during day. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's why I worked night shift. (laughs) (laughs) So, in... A couple months later, in June 2016, consultants asked management to remove her from her clinical duties. And in July 2016, she was transferred to the patient experience team. And then after that, she was transferred again to the risk and patient safety office until she was arrested in 2018. See, they handled it correctly. They were able to use the metrics to find that something was fishy and off. Maybe they didn't, like, suspect that she was intentionally doing this, but they removed her from the patients. Yeah, that's true. They did remove her, but it took a little time, We'll and we'll get into that. So, for her timeline of cases, June 8th, 2015, at 8 p.m., healthy twin baby boy that Lucy was caring for in the NICU, she was working night shift, of course, She was 30 minutes into her shift. 26 minutes later, she called the doctor. She said, child, we're going to call this child, child A. She called the doctor, said, you know what? This baby is rapidly deteriorating. I'm concerned. And then 30 minutes later, this baby died. Mm. This baby was healthy. No medical concerns at this time. Just shaping up in the neonatal intensive care unit. They did not see this death coming at all. One of the docs said that the child, A, got cyanotic with modeling. Mm. And this was seen throughout her other killings as a pattern for when she used the air injection. And then they died. So there's also a pattern with Lucy looking up the baby's families the next day, next week, months later on Facebook. Oh, on Facebook. Yep. So the next day after this baby died, child A, Lucy searched for his parents on Facebook. This baby was a twin. 28 hours later, after the first baby passed away, his twin sister collapsed and coded. This was a healthy baby girl. So parents were there that day with child B after the loss of child A. Mm -hmm. But they were convinced, I'm not sure by who, but probably Lucy, to rest before child B's incident occurred. The post-mortem x-ray showed loops of gas-filled bowels, and they came to the conclusion that the baby was injected with air, too. So both child A and child B were injected with air. Child B was also fed 25 minutes before the death. By Lucy, I believe. And she also had the same rash as her twin brother, child A, that mottled skin and cyanosis. Mm. Cyanosis just means blue. It's a sign of deprived of oxygen. And babies and and other populations can have this as well. Modeling, you see that a lot in the end of life. Yes. And then a few days later, child C, he was a healthy baby boy. He died. 
The primary nurse, so Lucy wasn't even the primary nurse for this baby. Primary nurse left the unit, and Lucy was seen standing over Child C's alarming monitor. The shift lead or charge nurse, I'm not sure what they have in Great Britain for, Mm -hmm. you know, their lead, but she had reminded Lucy several times to pay attention to her own assignment and to leave other nurses' assignments alone. And several times she had to pull Lucy away from the family room as Child C was dying. Yep. Parents reported that their baby was not dead yet. And a nurse, which they believe was Lucy, brought a basket in and said, you've said your goodbyes. Do you want me to put him in here? Before the baby was dead. That's that's just so inappropriate. Could you imagine? That's, that's, that's like... To know that she's the one who also did this on top of everything else, mm-hmm. like, that is absolutely crazy. I do definitely think she got satisfic- satisfaction out of these killings. A hundred percent. Yeah. A hundred percent. June 22nd, 2015, Child D, who was a healthy baby girl, she collapsed three times during the night, and eventually she died. She had the same report of the discoloration in her skin, so mottled skin and cyanosis, and the postpartum x-ray also done for her showed gas in front of her spine, which is indicative of an air injection as well. Family of this little baby said that Lucy was hovering around while she was dying. July 2nd, 2015, one doctor raised concern over these suspicious incidents and no action was made against Lucy. The event stopped for one month. Mm. Okay, so she let up for a month. August 4th, 2015, Child E's mom visited her baby to nurse him, healthy baby boy, and mom reports that when she came in, Child E was being attacked by Lucy. He was in invisible distress, and he was bleeding from the mouth. Okay. So, the baby was bleeding from the mouth? Yes. I'm sorry. That would have been game over at that point. Could you imagine? I just couldn't. I think I'd be partially in shock, but my mama bear instincts would take over. I know. And you know what? The thing is, my professional whatever would have went out the window and it would have been on. Oh, yeah. Uh Uh-huh. Like, that's don't do that to anyone, to any patient, but a freaking baby, like a newborn baby... The most vulnerable. Wow. I -hmm. would have absolutely lost my... I would have lost it. Me too. So, mom... The mom of this baby reported that Lucy was doing nothing while the baby was bleeding from the mouth in invisible distress, and she was trying and failing to make herself look busy. The baby died. The baby died. I know. Child E died. His cause of death was a bleed and air injection blood was found in his vomit as well august 5th so the next day child e's twin brother child f was in lucy's care so at 154 in the morning child f had a sudden drop in their blood glucose so their blood sugar and an increase in his heart rate so Blood sugar in newborns especially is hard to regulate. Mm-hmm. Newborns, can be it can be very hard to regulate their blood sugar. When babies are born, they 
normally drop a little because they're getting the blood sugar through the placenta from their mother and then they come out and they drop and especially neonatal babies or you know sometimes premature babies especially can have increased difficulty regulating their blood sugar because they don't have enough stored up they don't have enough glucose stored up so but this baby in particular had been found to have increased exogenous so out of the body insulin which means so there's endogenous insulin that's created Mm -hmm. by the body by your pancreas and then Mm -hmm. exogenous insulin which is introduced to the body Mm -hmm. and they were able to tell the difference no babies on the unit were prescribed insulin yeah i would never think that you would really give a baby yeah no insulin like i can't imagine a scenario no me either but it was kept in a locked fridge by the nurse's station and in the weeks following Lucy searched for the parents on Facebook. I'm sorry. Why was she allowed to take care of this baby's twin brother if she assaulted that baby? I know. There was even a suspicion. I I don't understand that. Maybe the mom may have not been able to substantiate her claims or I I don't know. I'll tell you this right now. I would have absolutely. And this is just goes to show you like the cases with babies are especially heinous. But if you see something, say something. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And if you're not comfortable, don't freaking do it. No, exactly. No. So this baby child F, thank God, survived. Oh, thank God. Unlike his twin brother. At this point, the lead consultant was, quote unquote, not happy with having Lucy on the unit. So there was suspicion at this time. September 7th, 2015, Child G, her next victim, had been alive for 100 days on the unit. So the nurses and other healthcare workers in the NICU were throwing a party for the little baby. Mm. She collapsed that day, and then she also collapsed two more times over the next three weeks following. She survived, but is severely disabled. Oh mm-hmm. So Lucy gave a feeding to this baby, and then she started having severe projectile vomiting severe like as a baby i had pretty severe <laughs> i don't know about severe i projectile vomited and i remember my mom likes to tell this story because the pediatrician said you know what doreen that's our mom's name it's not a baby problem it's a laundry problem and it got better now i don't ever projectile vomit except when you had tequila <laughs> except for only then. time only time <laughs> So. Tell them about your other story. We can put it out there. Which one? The one where you wake me up in the middle of the night and I'm going to vomit. And oh my God. I had my hands in a little bowl. I was exhausted, but I woke up because I said, don't vomit on our bed because we were sharing a bed. <laughs> she vomited right into my hands. That's <laughs> a makeshift bowl. Oh my God. That's embarrassing. And you wonder why we're nurses. Oh, yeah, exactly. Exactly. So this baby, severe projectile vomiting after being fed by Lucy. They also had a drop in their oxygen saturation, so their oxygen level, and decreased heart rate. So an expert witness said there was too much milk given via feeding tube to this baby. Lucy had changed the baby's temperature in documentation to show that 
their condition was worsening before the baby started decompensating. And also, also she changed the time the baby collapsed to make it look like it occurred after another nurse gave a feed to the baby. Listen, this chick is not that smart mm. to begin with. You know, you're sloppy and you're going to do heinous sh- stuff. Mm-hmm. Then you at least need to be smart while you're yep, doing it. Exactly. So for that same baby, another nurse noticed that when Lucy asked for help, that the monitor tracking the baby's oxygen level and heart rate was off. Why was it off? They're literally in the NICU. Why do you, why would a monitor ever be off in the NICU? I don't understand. I don't either. October 23rd, 2015, child I was a baby girl. She died after collapsing four times. A nurse found Lucy next to the incubator after her final collapse. Okay. Lucy sent a sympathy card to the parents of baby I on the day of her funeral, and she took a picture, she took a photograph of the card and kept it on her phone. It's very odd. Is that guilt? Or is that something more? I think it's a memento. I think it's a memento, in my opinion. She also wanted to go to the funeral. I don't think she ended up going, but she did have some desire to go. Of the four collapses... The baby was found to have excess air in her stomach twice. So I don't know if she tried a couple times with air injection and didn't take or what. Right before the baby's second collapse, Lucy and another nurse were looking from the doorway. And they had the NICU pretty dimly lit at this moment. And Lucy said, child, I looked pale. And the nurse thought it was odd because they weren't able to see. Right. Well, at the baby. Like, how do you know the baby looks pale? You can't even really see in this light. Laying the groundwork. She's just like, yeah. So the other nurse turned the light on and realized the baby was not breathing. But she didn't want to be the one that discovered the baby. Yeah, I don't know. It's just, I think that's probably it. She was like, oh, nudge, nudge. Here, look at this baby. So the mom of child I said that Lucy was smiling. When she was bathing the dead baby, because they do aftercare after the baby's passed. And she also offered to take a photograph of the baby. But, see, I remember in nursing school we talked about this. I don't know if you remember, too. When when a baby passes away, I know for, like, stillborns, a lot of the time they do this, where they'll take a photo. They'll ask the parents if they want to take a photograph Mm -hmm. of the baby because in some ways it can help with the grieving process. But I don't know. Maybe it was just unsettling to the parents because she was so strange with her. You know, she was smiling while she was bathing the baby. And that's something you're also taught. Like, even with mental health, if you're around a patient who's depressed or withdrawn and you're in there smiling, giggling. You know what I mean? Like, you kind of have to match their energy a bit. It's an inappropriate you know I mean? affect. Yeah, it's inappropriate. So I think that's really what the mom was going after. I don't think it's inappropriate. I don't know. I've never worked in the NICU or with babies that, I mean, except besides in the ER. But I have never asked to take a photo. But I know that they do that as a as a form of coping. For the parents. And that's something that you can easily explain at that time. Yeah, and, exactly. You know, the, and I think that the parents 
were probably picking up on something because compassionate um, care is not going to have anyone feel uneasy. It's going to allow the parents to grieve, spend time with their child, yeah, smiling when they're bathing a baby mm-hmm. that's passed at that time. Yeah. That's very inappropriate. And I wonder if she has some kind of developmental disability or yeah. she's on the spectrum of some kind or something know. because socially there's some, you know, she's she's socially not where she's not appropriate yeah i couldn't find any diagnosed health conditions or even mental illnesses that lucy had but i mean you've got to have something with being able to do doing this. something to like that yeah to those babies there's definitely something wrong yeah but you know it's it's yeah it's 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 tragic and it's horrible it is tragic absolutely it's the tragic. baby ones that really get me yeah because they're they're just so little they're so little and they're defenseless and what did that baby ever do to you? You know what I mean? Why do you have to target ba- why do you have to target anyone in general, especially babies? The most vulnerable. They're just so I mean, I guess it's the easiest, probably the easiest besides very old people in addition to very old people, but And I think because the babies can't really advocate like they can't go and no. say, "Hey, this is what happened." Yeah, they can't. And you know what? Similarly, like the elderly, that's another psychiatric that's yeah. a po- protected population. Animals are also in there, too, at some point, because a lot of times when people do horrible, awful things to people, they started with animals. Yeah, it's true. Animals, they can't advocate for themselves Mm -hmm. either. No. I wish they could. I know. We would friggin'. (laughs) We would. Someone ever laid a hand. (laughs) Even thought about it. Mm -hmm. Clearly, we would go nuclear. Oh, yeah, of course. Never mind so, the baby. So for this child, I, the postmortem x-ray showed enlarged stomach yet again, mm. showing evidence of increased mm-hmm. air injection. After this murder, Lucy searched, of course, for the mom on Facebook. On October 23rd, 2015, the same day, doctors on the unit voiced concerned, and they were told not to make a fuss. That is... Horrible and awful, and healthcare administrators suck across the board. <laughs> so staff reviewed, and Lucy was there for every single incident. One doctor wanted an urgent meeting with executives. He requested an urgent meeting in February 2016, and this urgent meeting never occurred until May 2016. See, this is what I'm talking about. Clearly, your staff is coming to you with a serious issue, an urgent issue, and something that poses a risk to your patients. But it was the people who were actually working the floor mm-hmm. who were the most concerned. Yep, exactly. On December 25th, 2015, so Christmas Day, Lucy searched for the parents of child E and child F, those twin babies where child F survived, at 11.26 p.m. That's just weird. On Christmas Day, you like, reminiscing at that point well she definitely was symbolically killing something in her past when yeah. she was killing these babies so what is it so d- april 2016 lucy moved to day shift this is when management intervened and said you know what something fishy's going on come to day day shift so we can keep more eyes on you mm-hmm. and these incidents of course like we talked about followed her to daytime on April 9th, 2016, 
Twin baby brothers collapsed within hours of each other. Child L had high insulin levels and died. And a few hours later, child M's heart rate and oxygen level dipped, likely due to air injection, and he survived but with brain damage. This was very similar to child E and F's Mm -hmm. incidents. But closer together. Yeah, this was closer together, definitely. Escalating. One was injected with insulin. So child L was injected with insulin in this case. And one was injected with air. Child F, remember, they survived Mm -hmm. the insulin injection. But child L had twice the dose of child F. Mm. So I think she did this to make sure, okay, this baby, these babies need more insulin in order for them to die. So that's why she doubled the dose. So on May 11th, 2016, that urgent meeting that one of the docs requested finally occurred. And of course, no changes occurred as a result. June 2016, child N had trauma to their throat. Blood and swelling were found at the back of the throat. This baby survived. Thank God. Staff and I believe parents reported hearing random screams from the babies just out of nowhere. And the baby's dad said that there was some splatter around his mouth. Oh, my God. Yeah. So trauma to the throat, definitely, in this case. But thank God the baby survived. On June 23rd and the following day, June 24th, 2016, these are the final two cases. So there was a set of triplets, and these two cases occurred on two of the babies in the set. So Lucy actually just came back from a trip to Ibiza, and she texted a coworker that she's going to go back with a bang, quote-unquote. Really? You're coming back with a bang? Go back to Ibiza. Oh, my God, seriously. Ibiza or Ibiza? I think it's Ibiza. I don't know, but I've heard it both ways. Trip to Ibiza. We're talking about something so solemn here. Ibiza. I couldn't remember how they say I it. I couldn't. I'm over here. How the hell do you pronounce that? <laughs> so, all right, back to this terrible case. Child O was a healthy baby boy, and he was supposed to be going home that day. Oh, my God. But he suddenly collapsed that day, June 23rd. Actually, another nurse wanted him moved to a higher acuity nursery. So a part of the unit that was a high, for a higher acuity babies. Probably away from <clears throat> who she had suspicions yeah. about. So Lucy actually disagreed with this nurse. And the baby stayed there where, she, where the baby was. And that's when the baby collapsed. The baby improved and then collapsed twice more and finally died. The postmortem x-ray showed increased gas in the body and damage to the liver as well. This damage to the liver was indicative of trauma. And also one of the doctors said that it was like this baby had been in a motor vehicle accident. Like that was the trauma endured by the baby. Thirteen minutes later, baby O's baby brother, child P, was being fed by Lucy when he collapsed. And imaging showed 
a shattered diaphragm. A shattered diaphragm. So at this point, child P was prepared to be transferred to another hospital. Good. That's probably the best thing they could have done. And listen to this. Lucy comments, he is not leaving here alive, is he? What? What the heck? How do you even like say, could you imagine saying that? So this poor baby, child, child P died shortly after. This postmortem x-ray showed that increased gas again that indicated some injection of air. So at this point, consultants were very tipped off. They believed that drastic action was in order. The final triplet was transferred after the parents begged the consultant to transfer him. And consultant said that Letby was a mortal danger to the final baby. Before child P's death, Letby texted another doc and said, I'll watch child P and the other triplet like a hawk. And she also commented as how she was okay. She just didn't really want to be there and that she wanted new admissions. Excuse me, what? You just don't really want to be there. Well, the babies don't really want to be there either, you know, and their families don't want them there either, especially under your care. So three weeks later, she was removed from the floor and the incident stopped completely. So on July 3rd, 2018, she was arrested on eight counts of murder and six counts attempted murder after a year long investigation. Her house was searched and they found a gold mine of evidence at her house. They found diary entries that had asterisks colored to correspond with the incidents. They also found initials of the babies on the dates that they were killed. So she was bailed out a few days later. On June 10th, 2019, she was rearrested and charged with eight murders and nine attempted murders. And then she was rearrested again on November 10th, 2020. On November 11th, 2020, she was charged with eight counts of murder, 10 counts, 10 counts attempted murder. She denied all charges and mm-hmm. said that these, these deaths were due to poor hygiene in hospitals and staff, staffing issues. How, 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 I mean, every, I blame everything on staffing issues too, but damn. But this is just insane. This, is, this, this, this has nothing to do with staffing mm-hmm. issues. No. Staffing issues and hygiene. Yes. So she said the deaths were due to poor hygiene and staffing issues. Okay. Okay, Lucy. Lucy, you are a a liar. You are are a murderer. Mm Mm-hmm. And R-I-H. R-I-H. It's R-I-H. Rotten hell. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Okay. (laughs) Stinksy. <laughs> so on March 13th, 2020, she was suspended by the Nursing and Midwifery Council. And on August 18th, 2023, this council updated and said she's still suspended and they're going to go through the normal regulatory actions to have her striked from the registration. Good. Families attended the trial for Lucy and one mother said that she walked in on Letby And Lucy said, trust me, I am a nurse. Okay. 
I you're, used to have, you're not a nurse. I, no, you're not a nurse. No. You're a murderer. They, we disown you. Mm-hmm. You lost your license, and no. there's for good reason. So she searched for the family members on Facebook. I don't know about maybe other social media platforms, but she searched for the families in 11 of these cases. Her defense lawyer said that she was a dedicated nurse in a failing system. Okay. I don't understand how you can try to spin that. Mm -hmm. You know, it's terrible because, yes, the system is very flawed and failing, but that does not promote anything like this. This this is just unacceptable. It's it's unacceptable, and those parents lost their babies forever. Mm -hmm. Exactly. On day four of the trial, prosecution had a handwritten note that said, I am evil. I did this. I killed them. I'll never marry or have children. I never, I'll never know. There we know. go. That's what it is. Yep. Bing, 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 bing. She was pissed about not being able to have kids. So the note said, I killed them. I'll never marry or have children. I'll never know what it's like to have a family. That's and Lucy said, oh, no, no, no. This was written after employment issues like kind of dismissed it saying oh this is not a confession so after the a nine-month trial the final verdict was made on august 18th 2023 that she was guilty of seven counts of murder of seven babies and seven counts of attempted murder of six infants on august 21st 2023 she was sentenced to life in prison And she, again, did not attend the hearing. So in regard to motives, she, some people believe that she was thrill-seeking. She was playing God. I do think she did get, like we talked about, satisfaction from these killings. She also, it's interesting because she, there's some ideas that she was trying to gain attention from a married doctor that she had an alleged sacred relationship with. I don't buy that. So she texted this one doctor nonstop during some nights, sometimes minutes before the attacks occurred. Lucy denied everything. But when they were searching at her home, they found in that gold mine of evidence, love notes saying, you were my best friend. I trusted you completely. Please help me. All that kind of stuff. That she, that she gave to this doctor or were from this doctor? I think she was writing. I don't know if she was maybe like writing them down like for herself or maybe she was planning on giving them to him. I'm not sure. They weren't from the doctor. They were her own notes. So she was like infatuated. Yeah, I think so. So she had her first incident of where she had a breakdown was after the same doctor testified against her. So other motivations may have been never finding love or having children, which I think also played a role here. I think most definitely did. Yeah. I think it's also interesting. She targeted a lot of multi baby multiples. Yeah. You know, like she targeted twins and even triplets towards the end. So defense also found post-its in her handbag that admitted to, I killed them on purpose because I'm not good enough to care for them. 
And Lucy said it was not a confession. She was just, I believe she said she was overwhelmed with everything going on. So she's sentenced to life now, just, just as of very recently, earlier in this month. So I was looking at, you know, information on female serial killers. Mm-hmm. And one study looked at female serial killers in the U.S. Even I know this happened in Great Britain, but mm. in the U.S., 40% are nurses or other healthcare workers, which I thought was very interesting. That's wild. Mm-hmm. So most are married. Most are white. They usually don't take souvenirs. They usually are mentally ill or have some kind of mental illness mm. diagnosed. And they also oftentimes have, you know, issues with parental figures. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So Lucy, she was not married. She was white. She did take souvenirs from her killings. No evidence that I could find about mental illness. Like we said, she definitely got something going on, but nothing documented. Did she have any siblings? She was an only child. Mm -hmm. That's probably another reason she chose multiples. Oh, that's so interesting. Mm -hmm. It's very interesting. In that case, you know. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's interesting that with the multiples, usually one of them at least survived. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. So I just thought it was interesting that she fit that. Mm -hmm. I mean, not all applies, but I thought that was interesting. 40% are in the healthcare field or are nurses. We are. You know, nursing definitely has draws. And like we were saying earlier, red flags. When your whole identity is being a nurse, mm-hmm. that's not healthy. No, it's not. It's you not have healthy. to have your own stuff that you mm-hmm. enjoy and your own identity. That's yeah. really important. Oh, yeah. No. So she's just, I just thought this case was worth covering because it's just so absolutely terrible and so recent, too. So. This is another heavy one, I feel, especially with the babies. Yeah, the babies are what get me. Yeah. And the methods, physical trauma. Like, I know we talked about, like, Cullen Mm -hmm. and how he killed using medications like Dij or insulin. And she used the insulin, but she also used physical trauma. And that's, like, to me, that screams, like, oh, I'm angry. Like, I'm, I'm. Like, hatred. You know what I mean? It's just so evil. Resentment towards these yeah. poor, innocent babies. Mm-hmm. I think it really comes down to, you know, I, I something, just the, even the social ineptitude. Yeah. Like, that also yeah. speaks a lot. I mean, not only you're doing a horrible thing, but, mm-hmm. you know, the social awkwardness. I mean, there's something yeah, not quite v- right. Very weird. That was a, a great case, Russ. You did a great job. Always, always so detailed. I try. And I threw her a curve. I wasn't expecting her to know if she was the only child or not. If what? She was the only child or oh, not. Oh, yeah, she was and the only child. And didn't even bl- <laughs> bat her eyes. Said, no, she's an only kid. <laughs> yeah, it's just weird. Like, there's also all that, you know, stuff about her looking up the family members on Facebook and, you know, really relishing and everything. And it was interesting, too, like, texts that she sent while she was doing the killings. And it's just weird. Like, 
just very weird. Was she relishing look when she was looking them up, or was she? I don't know. It, was she trying to have something, some kind of? Because she's grieving the loss of not having a family, not That's being true. married, babies, and so she's acting out to have people experience those same feelings as her. Oh, maybe it's less lonely. You know, maybe she's trying to find companionship and someone that has something oh, in common. Oh my god, that's a good point. I never thought about that. But this is why they pay me the big bucks. It's true. <laughs> Very true. Okay. Do you have anything to add? No. So so sad. But and Lucy, if you are listening to this in jail. In jail. I'm part of me is sorry for you. Which part? The smaller part. <laughs> A very, very <laughs> tiny part. And the majority of it is how how could you? It's just just complete anger. You're you're in a you're in a caregiver role and you are just doing the complete evil opposite of that. You know what I mean? No exactly. no advocating for these babies or your families and for you to like kind of feign that passion and love for these babies at the beginning and then just turn it into something so dark, twisted and evil. It's just to Blows my mind. But anyway, let's call it D. We're calling it. The time is 2011. All of you medical people. And for you non-medicals or non-army or whatever, what have you. <laughs> it's 8, uh, 8, 11 p.m. And you we're know, signing out. Other branches use military time, too. Well, wh- whoever, <laughs> whoever follows military time, then... Then it's 2011. Now it's 2012. But if you don't follow military time, I guess it's probably more fair to say. Then it's it's 8, 12 p.m. Okay. Yeah. All right. You're killing it. Keep killing it. Keep killing it. And uh, keep it real. Peace out. See you next week. I see you next week. We'll be here Wednesday. <laughs>